Hi, it's Coach Joe Lucas, and welcome to the Magellan Network Show. My goal inside of this communication, this show, is to share with you my nearly 30 years of coaching some of the most successful financial advisors in North America. We're going to be talking about strategies, syntaxes, we're going to bring guests on from time to time, and I'm going to share with you what's working now. So think of this show as sort of like a little one-on-one kind of mini coaching cast, if you like, where we're going to be going in-depth from time to time on strategies to help you grow your business, get more effective, become more efficient, find balance in your time management, grow your business, and quite frankly, whatever else is going on in the world today. So before we get to today's episode, I'd love for you to do a couple things for me. Number one, make sure that if you're watching this on YouTube, that you subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you're doing the audio, make sure that you give us a review on whether Spotify or Apple, you know, we'd really appreciate that. And quite frankly, that does help. It does matter when you rate things and like things and subscribe to things. It helps us get the word out to more of the industry. And lastly, I have a very special gift for you. Go to MagellanNetwork.net. So one word, MagellanNetwork.net. And I have for you a complimentary membership, 100% gratis, where you can tap into about between 50 and 75 hours of master classes, forms, tools, templates, and strategies. So please go ahead and uh, make sure you go ahead and get that claimed. Smash the like button and subscribe. And uh, please go ahead and leave us a review on whatever podcasting platform you're on. And now let's get to this week's episode. Hi, this is Coach Joe Lucas, and welcome to this very special episode of the Magellan Network Show. In just a few moments, we're going to take you behind the scenes of one of my live events, whether it's a mastermind or a training, where you get to peek inside the, uh, the velvet rope, if you will, and see how we do things inside of the network. So uh, sit tight, stay tuned, and enjoy this very special episode. Uh, welcome to Leadership 2022. So um, this is something very special to me because I've been wanting to do this program for a couple of years, and of course the pandemic kind of put it off. And uh, what we're going to do is really talk more about the individuals in this room. This is not about how to, like, this is not about teams and team management and all that stuff. Because the reality is, you could be a great operator of a business, doesn't mean that you're a great leader of the business. There's a, those are two very distinct and different, if you will, areas, okay, from that perspective. So, Take the notes that you need to take. No such thing as a bad question. I kept, I wanted 20 people, so we got 22, which is cool. This was, this was never gonna be a big event because I wanna have a lot of interaction. This is a very important topic. This is the first of three different cycles that we're gonna do in Magellan. So this year, we're here, we're doing leadership. Next year in May, we're gonna be back in Orlando, more specifically Winter Park, for those of you in Winter Park with us. And we're gonna do a two-day Get the Yes 2.0. So that'll be our influence and sales training. That'll be, our, that'll be our, our prospect to client conversion process. That'll be in 2023. And in 2024, I haven't decided. I've got three things I may put on the table. Leadership 2.0 will happen in 2025. So this, this course will happen again three years from now. It'll be in Orlando. The only reason why we're in Vegas is because I got the snappy cracking slash jolt conference. Okay? And uh, let's start. So let's talk about 
where this all came from. So there's really three sources here. Two years ago, I did a four-day, we'll call it 60-hour training with Tony Robbins on leadership. So about 70% comes from there. About another 20% comes from EOS and How to Be a Great Boss by Gina Wickman. And then the other maybe 10 or 15% is just my observations with some guys that I work with who really do a great, great job in the leadership space, okay? So we've got three different chunks going forward. So let's talk about what leadership is, okay? And I talked about this morning a little bit. At the end of the day, great leaders are great influencers. That's what it boils down to. The better influencer you are, the more power you're going to have in this domain. It's that simple. And when we say influence, let me be very clear. The difference between influence and leadership and management is influence about getting people to do things because they want to do them. Management sometimes is getting people to do things because they have to do them. And it's like, I call it the uh, bribery, right? You bribe them or you punish them. Hey, I'll give you a bonus. We rock star it out. And if you don't do this, I'm going to fire you, right? It's a big difference from that perspective. So when we talk about these domains, the one thing that's absolutely clear is it starts with ourselves. Like I had to take the last couple of years, I had to take a good long look in the mirror. I could never do what I do today without really examining myself. Leadership starts with self. Like some of you said to me yesterday, I've lost some good weight this year. How did I pull that off? Because I find a way to influence myself, influence my behavior. It all starts, it's not about willpower. Willpower is fleeting. You can't sustain willpower. It's really about getting, so you can't be a leader and tell people, do this, but I don't do it. We all lead by example. And when I say by example, I don't mean you have to be the first one in the office and the last one out. That's not leadership. That's called workaholic. It's different, okay? Leadership is about setting expectations, providing people the environment, and providing people and, and putting them in seats. And this is what we'll talk about this afternoon, I think. You want to match your seats with your people's human needs. So if you've got people that love to connect with people, they should be in seats that connect with clients. They're, they're very client-facing. You want, you want people that have three qualities, growth, contribution, love, and connection. Those are the three things you want on your team. You do not want significance. Those are the people, and how do people get significance in our space? Either they create problems, so you give them attention like children, throw tantrums, right? And our industry, let's face it, significance is high on most human needs in this space. Otherwise, you wouldn't have the ego drive to survive all the rejection and everything you got to do. Reality, right? Going forward, okay? So that's our definition. Let's talk about different domains. I think I'm just going to A6 that. So there's basically four domains. So the first one is self. So how do you practice self-leadership? There's one, there's one test. There's one test I'll give you guys. How powerful and how consistent is your morning eight? Because if you can lead yourself in the morning, then you can lead yourself the rest of the day and lead your teams and your tribes. So to me, that's how, that's how you check in. Like this morning, I saw, I saw Matt, Matt DeFran walking. I saw a couple other people, and I was doing my morning walk and talk. Did it, I do it every morning. Got up this morning, did my morning, did my walk and talk, got my mind right for today. That's self-leadership, right? It's about keeping commitments to yourself, right? And you don't tell your team or your clients, we're going to do this, and then don't do it, right? That's, that's not leadership, okay? So leadership domain number one is going to be yourself. So we got the morning eight. How often do you review your business plan? 
And here's the other one, which is going to sound counterintuitive, but it's critical. How much time do you take away from your business to just think? Just think. Thinking is one of the hardest things to do as a leader. It requires discipline. You know why? Because you've got to make that an ultimate priority. Because all we have is our to-do list. Right? It's always coming to inboxes, always coming at us. One of the most powerful things you can ever do is just stop and think. Schedule thinking days, called strategic days. You make a renewal if you want. Go to Hawaii again. Sit on the beach. Think. Great leaders think. They ponder. Okay? It's really important. And that's why, so, so here's the other self-piece. Strategic calendar. How powerfully do you adhere to your own strategic calendar? Or do you violate your own rules left and right? That's leadership. That's self-leadership. Okay? That's first domain. And those are just some examples. Next one. Your team. Okay? Now, in our world, there's kind of concentric circles around team. There's our, I'll call them our W2 people in here. And then you may have some consultants. Like, you might have like a 1099 marketing consultant, virtual assistant. So you have the second side, right? So if you master your leadership, self-leadership, you can now be effective in influencing your teams. And that's critical. What a lot of people in this industry do, by the way, they have this concept. I pay my people a lot of money, I compensate them well, therefore they should know what they need to do. I will guarantee you that most teams in this industry, if we were to, and I almost did this, but I just couldn't pull it off. If I could have polled your people anonymously and asked them, are you being led properly? I don't think we get a majority say yes. I think people are looking for it, right? And it, leadership does not mean like, like high, like super accountability. It sometimes means thank you. It sometimes means taking them on a walk and talk and just talk to them. We'll, and I'll give you, we're going to talk about that a little bit in this program, right? So leadership and teams is about communication and influence. And when I say communication, I don't mean, go, I don't mean going over to the to-do list and doing your daily team huddles, and where are we with all our projects? Yes, that's critically important, but when's the last time you just checked in with your key people how they're doing, right? What's going on in their world, right? We're not robots, we deal with other human beings, right? So that's about running your teams. You gotta make sure we do a great job on that. Next domain, clients. This is critical. We operate, in my world, in collaborative partnerships. For those in business planning, you heard me talk about this. Collaborative partnerships. So, collaborative partner, but you're the managing partner. You're the senior partner in that relationship with the client. Okay? So, what does that mean operationally in terms of client leadership? That you hold them accountable to their goals? That if they want to do something that's stupid, you push back? And you're okay risking their relationship because you're going to do the right thing? Period. Right? That's what you need to do. And what's that about again? Communication and influence. And if you're setting the right frames with your clients and your new clients, you're pre-framing them. Hey, we're going to talk about these things. Like I was, uh, so I'll let, the, I'll let the cat out of the bag a little bit. Tomorrow, I'm going to give you a coaching model, which you're going to be able to use for your teams and for your clients. And I might even go as far as say maybe next year or maybe 2024, I might actually put together one or two, I may do one of these, two of these days, and just give you guys a coaching model to work with clients and your teams. Like a really high level where you can just really operate in a whole different paradigm with all your relationships, okay? 
But for clients, it's about accountability, communication, right? Influence. And getting them to do things. Yes, Brian. Yes, of course. Yeah, that's it. When you say coaching model, obviously we're providing advice, financial advice, things like that. Yeah. We've got, you know, the, the, the service and advice. Yes, and yes. How would you say, when you say coaching model, yeah. is that how to deliver that or is that Bo Both, both. It's going to be how to deliver that more effectively, but then also how to go into another domain. And that other domain is going to be personal goals, like lifestyle, like really kind of, you know, work with the person and their portfolio simultaneously. We have a tendency to, we lens everything through the money. Sure. We lens it. And I understand it, right? That's what we do. But we've got to start lensing it through the person because then all of a sudden we're having, we're building a deeper relationship, right? And when you have to, if you think about your deep relationships you have, they're one of influence and communication. Put the ball down to. It's, uh, if you have a great client relationship with somebody, it's because you communicate well, you resonate, and they listen to you. Because there's influence, right? So those are pieces. So yeah, so when I put a coaching model together, right? I mean, like the assessments, I'll give you a quick, a quick example. I've got four clients doing the assessments that you guys took. They're now using them on their clients and prospects to really do a deep dive into their, into their prospects to understand how the prospect's wired. And we're making that part of the financial planning project. And we're putting those assessments into the plans. Yeah. Yeah. Think, how many, think about, and I don't want to get off a tangent here, but think about the differential. Let's say you've got a couple million dollar prospect. They're going to talk to you. They're going to talk to two or three other people, right? If you can provide them a preeminent and, and powerful experience that's superior than the other two, it gives you a total competitive advantage, right? So, we're, we're always look, so what I'm always looking to do is create something that is unique, right? So I've got some guys that are now testing it with their clients that, hey, we're going to do this assessment. Because you can do risk tolerance all day long, and there's nothing wrong with that. But man, if you can understand a person, how they're wired, think about the power you would have with that person. Who's high dominant, you're, who's dominant, who's more detailed oriented, how, how self-aware are they? And just think you just give to your client, a couple, hey, here's each one of yours. That's a great value prop, right? So, think, so we're testing that now, more, more to come on that. So clients, it's really about, again, identifying as a leader through the client, right? It's not a, we don't provide service, we provide leadership, right? And what's the other element of leadership with clients? Be willing to have the tough conversations when the tough conversations need to happen, right? If you've got clients that are misbehaving, I'll use that term, they're spending too much money, they're doing stupid stuff, and you're silent, you're basically complicit at that point, okay? So we need to make sure we do that. Last domain, family and friends. Hi, Coach Joe Lucas here, and I'm just breaking here for a moment just to do a couple quick reminders. Number one, uh, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel or our podcast. In addition, please leave a, a comment or a review. Those things really, really matter. And uh, share this episode with three of your colleagues inside the financial services space. And lastly, make sure that you go ahead and claim your free membership inside of Magellan Network. Now back to this week's episode. Which is the hardest one, because that's where we have the most biases, right? That's where the most biases are. And, and you, can you lead a family? And, I'll tell you, and where this really comes into play, if you're going to bring family into your business, where you have that kind of muddied water, like I have, I have muddied water in my, in my business, right? You got to be very clear on understanding those domains. So leading family, again, 
accountability, having the tough questions, being empathetic. And I'll admit this, I, do a, I don't do a great job at telling everybody thank you, did a great job, because I'm always looking at how we make, my brain's always like, how do we make it better? And sometimes you gotta stop and say thank you, right? Like gratitude to the people that are in front of us, right? So we have that family domain, okay? So those are the four domains. And the first one is the most important one. Because if you don't master you, you got no shot at mastering anything else. And this is what, this is what I, I understood. What a lot of people focus on, I go back to the car and driver concept. A lot of people focus on their car. Do I have the right people in the right seats? Do I have the right systems, right? Do I have the right tech stack, the right stuff? And that's important. But if you're not working on the driver all the time, i.e. you, you're never going to fully realize your full potential. You're just not going to do that. Right? And leadership is about being self-aware. The reason why I gave you guys those assessments as part of this, I want you guys to know who you are. So you and my whole team, we took, we took the same ones. And it's interesting, I took, that, I took a version of that assessment 20 some odd years ago, I've shifted a little bit. I've shifted a little bit. My D's a little bit down, my I's a little bit more down, my S and C a little bit higher. A little, a little, a little variable? Yeah. Yeah, so it, it's not going to radically change, but you'll see, you'll see a drift one way or another. There'll be some nuances in them. Same thing with me, right, from that perspective. So I'm not saying you have to redo it every year. But every couple of years, every five years, something you want to check in with yourself, see, what, see what's going on, right, from that perspective. Okay. Right, those are domains. Now, we'll talk energies. Because without energy, like for some of you, you may saw me, like we had a little bit of a frantic morning this morning. We didn't have the right bolts, put the TV in the stand. We're missing signs. We got all these things going on, right? And it was a little chaotic here. You guys noticed it was a little chaotic here earlier this morning. And I had to walk away to reestablish my energies to come in here and do this. Because I could have got wrapped up in it. I said, you know what it is going to be, what it's going to be. And this is the beta. This is the, you guys are the first ones. This is brand new. There's, I think, 10% that's in here. I've used somewhere else. This is like all new. Right? That's why I keep going back to my notes and everything. So you cannot lead in a low energy state. Just can't. That's management. You default into management when you're low energy. That's not leadership, right? So if you're showing up and you're gassed showing up, so what's the definition of influence? I don't think I have a slide on this. The definition of influence is a transference of energy and emotion. That's what influence is. It's a transfer of energy and emotion. And if you don't have energy, you cannot have emotion. Right? It doesn't work. So let's look at the first, let's look at the four. First one, mental energy. The ability to think, the ability to solve problems. Mental energy, right? You need to have that. It's critical. Mental energy. Number two, emotional energy. So here's the key one, mastering your own emotions. When the shit hits the fan, you're still calm. Like I could have freaked out this morning. Like, oh my God, the TV's not gonna be the way it's gonna be. Where's the signs? We don't know. Where's everything, right? It's like, you know, it's gonna be okay. Right? It's going to be okay. It's about managing. You, when you manage your own mental state, if your team sees you frustrated, they're going to be frustrated. If they see you angry, not a good jam, right? All these things. I'm not saying you have to be stoic. I'm not saying that. But you got to make sure you check in on yourself. Why do I do my walk and talk? Because I ask myself, there's one question every morning. 
how is Joe doing this morning? That is the question. Because Joe needs to be doing a certain thing a certain way in order to be effective. So I'm always checking in, right? Did I sleep well? Did I not sleep well? What else is going on in my head? Like I get all that done, visualization. I visualize this for three days. I've been visualizing this very moment, right? Getting around it. Because this is not a typical day for me, obviously. Yes? So if you say to yourself, Joe's not doing well this morning. Why? Why and what do you do? Typically, if Joe's not doing well because he's got too much stuff on his head, because he's, he's got too many, he's got the, 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 the monkey mind's working overtime again, right? So that's like, okay, you know what, let's meditate a little bit. Let's take a little bit extra time. Let's get, let's get centered again, right, from that perspective. So we'll talk a lot about that. Like sometimes you've got to just close your door, shut your monitors off, and close your outlook, and take five or ten minutes, and just, I don't care, pray, think, meditate, whatever you need to do, but get recentered. Okay, that's really important. Okay, and the more the more you become aware of this, the easier is the course correct. Like you don't have to go hours throughout. Like you can say, okay, you know what? I'm not feeling it right now. Let's get back on track. Right? Give yourself a little bit of time out. It's not about plowing through things. Right? From that perspective. So if you notice, I tagged emotional mastery. It's the ultimate. Mastering your own emotions is the most power. This is what Tony talked about in the class that I was in. Mastering your emotions is the ultimate power. Because what that means is you give the meaning to what things mean to you. In other words, whatever happens, you decide what it means to you. That's emotional mastery, right? Your top client leaves you. Let's say your top three clients leave you. You decide what that means. If you do it consciously. That's emotional mastery. It's very interesting. And, I, and you know, I've had a very interesting journey in my career, which is now in its 28th year. And um, I really think for like a decade, I, I like was just playing around with this. I think the last three, four years is when I said, you know what? When I hit my 25th year, I had a very interesting conversation with myself. Am I going to hang out for another 25 years? And I'd be okay. I make, I make good money. That's cool. Or am I going to make my, my second chapter my masterpiece? That was a conversation, right? And remember what I always say, you have 100% of your, of your career left. 100% left. So I don't care how old anybody is. Like, I'm going to roll this thing to 100. I've already declared that, right? I'm going to take your approach. I like it, right? She's just going to die one day and never get old. That's cool. I like that. That works, right? You know, some of you guys heard that in business planning this past year, right? I actually adapted that. It's in my beliefs. I'm never going to grow old. I'm just, you know, I'm just going to die someday. So emotional mastery is key. How do you work on emotional mastery? Again, morning eight, where you check in with yourself. Strategic days, check in with yourself, goals, mental diet, what you're putting in. You, a lot of you guys, and I say guys just this term here, I know we have women in the room too. A lot of you guys uh, are overfed on news and information and underfed on the stuff that matters. Why do you think I curate those weekend videos? Because I got nothing else to do? Because that's what, that's what I watch. Those, that's, I'm giving you, hey, I ate this, I thought it was really good, you should try it. Right? Like you always got to be into something. You know? And also physical energy, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. You got to come to the table, and I'm going to say, I'll say the way I said, the fitter you are, the more money you make in this business. Why? Because you bring it into your games. Period. What it boils down to. And I don't care what age has nothing to do with it. When you're fit, 
The fitter, the fitter you are, the more energy you bring into your game, the more energy you bring into the game, the more influence you have, the more influence you have, the more power you have to change other people, including yourself. What boils down to? We used to have a we used to do a program real quick. So in my Tony Robbins days, we had two corporate training programs we taught. One of them we taught on Wall Street. It was called Power to Influence. It was very elegant, high-end sales training, but it was really influence training. And I still have my I still have my book, and it's like cassette tapes, like it's all jacked up, right? But I went through the notes on that for this program. And I'm going, man, there's just a treasure trove of stuff in here that is still valid today. You know, well, like, what, like, question for you guys. In order to get somebody to do something, what's more important? Is it gonna, do you think it's more important to basically have a script or the state that you bring that script to? Is it the words that matter or is it the energy that matters, right? How many times in our careers have we seen young people in the business or new people, they don't know shit? But they're getting clients, like they don't know what they don't know, right? They just don't, right? They don't have no experience. But they're so damn excited, there's that energy. That's how you influence people. You know, and you cannot, you cannot, you can't fake that. I mean, you can, you're going to be exhausted every day. Because that's just not who you, so you got to bring it to your table every day. In your team meetings, in your client reviews, in your conversations, everything. Okay? Zoom has been a great friend in this industry. Why? It forces you to appear a certain way. When you're just doing phone calls, shit, you can have your feet up on the desk, right? You could be laying down, right? I remember one year, one year I hurt my back. It was probably about, 15, about 18 years ago. My back was so bad, I actually did all my coaching calls laying down, flat on the floor. It was all phone. All I had was my headset. So now with Zoom, guess what? You now can see what's really cool. You can check yourself out, and that's not a weird thing. You can see how you're rolling inside that video. How's your body language? How the energy states? All those things matter, right? And that's so critical, okay? So emotional energy, mental energy, third one, physical. We just talked about that. So you've got to sharpen the saw. So physical energy is two things, three things actually. Number one, what you put in the body. Number two, how you use your body. Number three, how much rest do you give your body? And rest comes into two forms, nightly rest, and then what we call renewal time, getting away. Getting away. You need to give yourself permission to do that. I think some of you in this room that I work with personally really struggle with this. Give me yourself permission to get away and just, I let it just do nothing. Have a nothing day. And if some of you can't travel because it doesn't work your world, give yourself a local, hey, I'm taking today. I'm going to do a nothing day. And just think. Every breakthrough thought I've ever had has never happened in my day-to-day -day environment. I always talk about Huntington Beach, California. I also, I talk about um, Dana, Dana Beach, Dana Point, California. It's two of my places where I had my biggest breakthrough. I'm going back in uh, early July to Redondo Beach for that three-day mastermind. I'm already sending my frame that I'm gonna guarantee myself a couple more breakthroughs. And thinking, on my day-to-day. Everybody's had that same experience. It's part, you know, it's gonna sound weird. It really needs to be part of your job descriptions for yourselves. I need to get away and think. I need to get away and chill. I need to get away and renew myself. You need to make that part of your job description. What are, what are the key things you do? Vision. What do leaders do? Vision, right? Creating that vision, the 10-year vision, strategic vision, right? But in those, all those other deliverables needs to be, hey, I also need to take care of me.
That's got to be part prime. You, if you don't take care of you, you're not going to be able to take care of your people or take care of your clients or take care of your families or take care of anything. Okay? Physical energy, critically important. And you can't fake that. That's, think of yourself as an athlete. So here's one of the things. If you want to put an identity around this, think of yourself as an athlete. Not only, and this is our competition. Our game's here. And it pays damn well when you master it. Right? So we want to do that. So make sure that you make that really high. Now, what's environmental mean? Where you do your jam. Is your, is your office high energy office? Does it feel good? Is, is there a vibe in your office? If you're working out of your home, there's a vibe there. The envi environments matter. You know, and there's, there's something called anchors and associations. It's not, you know, I'm not going to talk about it in this context, but let me explain it to you. Some of you will get this real quick. If you ever have a phenomena where you do a really great morning ritual and you're really jacked up and you just can't wait to get after it, and then you go somewhere and literally somebody like unplugged you, that's a negative anchor association. And what happens, it robs you, and you just don't, like, you don't understand why. And so how do you do that? You need to change your environment. Now, you may not be able to physically move. Redecorate. Change the wall, change the color of the wall. Do something differently so it feels new to you. And by the way, that also goes for your people. If you've had a person that's been in the same place, same time for, many, for a long period of time, and you're noticing that their performance, they're kind of disengaging, right? Uh, the company I partner with, TTI, they do a lot of surveys on team behaviors. And the last one, which was probably pre-pandemic, pre I don't think it'll be any, I think it'll be worse, quite frankly, like two-thirds of, of employees are mentally disengaged from their roles. They're taking your money, but they're mentally disengaged, right? And the, by the way, those people, you can tell who they are because they're the true employee. They treat it like a job. They're not stakeholders, okay? So environments matter. So if you check yourself out, hey, is my environment serving me well? Do I feel good in this office? This office, I know, you, I know we, I'm going to have you come up a little bit. You'll talk, i like you to talk a little bit about your office. I know you just put a new one in, right? So, I mean, that matters, especially for some of you that run larger teams. That matters. Thank you for watching or listening to this episode of the Magellan Network Show. Hey, if any of this resonated with you, I invite you to come to MagellanNetwork.net and we have a powerful group coaching community of like-minded advisors. Come in for a trial. You and I will have a one-on-one -on -one conversation. Let's see if I can help elevate your game both personally and professionally.